Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Besides helping us to make shows like this possible, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts like Tep and Step, access to all 61 years of the magazine in our digital archives, recruiting analysis, and must-see insight from the Dave Campbell's Texas Football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, we hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe that's texasfootball.com slash subscribe and thanks for listening the texas football today podcast is brought to you by chocolate milk built by nature you can watch texas football today live weekdays at noon at texasfootball.com and on facebook and if you like the show subscribe to the podcast vendor of your choice give us a positive rating and tell a friend Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name's Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live on texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today. She's DJ Ashley. She's DJ Duchess of the Dorks. She's Ashley Pickle. You wrote that new theme song, didn't you? I did. Yeah, I, I spun some beats. You know what's funny? You know that. <laughs> just go with it. Um, you know what's uh, the, the Greg Powers here? Greg Powers next level. What's up, y'all? I don't know. I don't know Hi, if you know this, but the new trend in DJs. I don't think it's new. It's been around for a while. But think about like uh, uh, Dead Mouse. And you think about Marshmallow. And you think about Daft Punk. Yeah. You ever seen any of their faces? No, because they wear the. They all wear like, the headgear. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying. Are you trying to tell me that I need to wear headgear? No. Is this an ugly thing? No. no. Is this a face for radio no. thing? No. What I'm saying is <laughs> I've never seen you and Marshmallow in the same room at the same time. Right? It's like the okay. new school Hannah Montana. <laughs> well, I get what you're I don't saying. Get, I don't get that. What's... You, you went to a dark place, Pickle, but he was just trying to give you a I compliment. was trying to give you a compliment. <laughs> I was going to... I was, going I was to... like, dude, if I look that bad today, like, no. just tell me. No, you ain't got to bring it on air. No, I was... I was... <laughs> <Say J'accuse>, like... <laughs> I, I was accusing you of being world-renowned DJ Dead Mouse. I was like, yeah. Is what I was. You, you wear the big mouse glow-up mouse yeah. helmet. I, I was like, thought, man, I'm getting my hair done tomorrow. It'll be better, okay? No, that, that had nothing to do with your luck. You'd be DJ Baghead. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just a paper stack with the eyes cut be out. DJ Lions fan. And, you know what I mean? <laughs> Today is Wednesday, November 3rd, 2021. 22 days until Thanksgiving. Guys, three weeks from tomorrow. Three weeks from tomorrow. Public service announcement. Ooh. Happy birthday. Whose birthday is it? Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick and Kendall Jenner, right? Kendall Jenner. Kendall Jenner and Colin Kaepernick. Happy there we birthday go. Happy birthday. Uh, today's episode 1,274. On today's show, guys, we've got Greg Powers in the studio. We're going to talk this week in recruiting, all things uh, recruiting across the Lone Star State. And then back half of the show, yesterday, okay. Yeah, we got it. Right. This comes with some Yesterday, asterisk. it does. Yesterday, Corey Hogue, our small college insider, was in here. And we recorded it before the show. Uh, what, 11.15-ish? About 11.15? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yesterday. Literally at like noon, 
was when reports started trickling out that uh, Sam Houston State was going to join the WAC. Mm-hmm. Is that right? No, Sam Houston State was going to join the um, join the uh, the Conference USA. And, like, Incarnate Word was going to move around. Like, all this realignment news in the small college ranks. So the the conversation we have is reflective of a reality that no longer exists. Yeah. I just want to be be clear about that. Uh, but let's talk small college football. Including I was going to say, it's kind of cool to, to see that, though, of, like, what the train of thought process was before we started adding yes. other teams. Right. Other, <laughs> other things. So, yeah. There you go. Uh, On that note, the FBS... Signees from Texas is about to go up by about a hundred. Is that right? Every year, because these teams are moving. That's to true. You yeah. Know? So we're gonna. Well, we're we were ta- dwarf over every other. So state. we were talking about it. It's funny. We were we were talking about it in our Slack. We're gonna have to add pages to the magazine. Like yeah. for example, uh, like A and M Commerce because they're moving up to Division One. Mm-hmm. Every FBS team in, gets, in, a full gets a full page. So instead of being part of the Lone Star Conference preview, they'll have their own page. Um, if Sam Houston State isn't Sam Houston, I should say, if Sam Houston is indeed moving to FBS. They will get five pages in the magazine. I mm-hmm. never even thought about the expanded well, coverage of and God, now and FBS what's so, teams yeah. with recruiting profiles now mm-hmm. on the site. That's what's so crazy is you profile. think about uh, what, like Central Florida is joining the uh, the Big Twelve. Like we have to talk about them now too. Like I'll have to reach out to their SID and get pictures. And yeah, like, that's what's crazy is like all these out of state teams that get to join the conferences. Yeah, I know it's it's going to be wild. It's it's a wild wild west. Now it probably is not all starting next year. It may be starting in, in a couple of years, but in any case, it'll be something we have to have to adjust to. Ashley. Oh, that was weird. Am I in trouble? <laughs> Did I, I just, I literally just said your name. I know. I don't think you've ever. Anyway, continue. Do we first four through the door? We sure do. It was Coach Terry Crawford, Rob Hathaway. Nine, uh, uh, excuse me. Say that first one again. Coach Terry Crawford. That's nine and all. I have a Panthers. Rob Hathaway, Hector Rios, and Ryan Smigo. Welcome in, fellas. Welcome in, friends. It's time to get down to business. I'm Greg Tepper. That's Greg Powers, and this is This Week in Cruton. I don't know why it was so intense. It's this week in recruiting with Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete. Follow him on Twitter at G Power Scout. Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter, Next Level D1. See his fine work at texasfootball.com slash recruiting. Hey, hey, Pickle, I got your email. Should I click on, click on it? I was hacked. Oh, it's been a day. Oh, pickle. Uh, it's this week in recruiting. Uh, next level athlete. Follow him on Twitter at Jeep Power Scout. Follow next level athlete on Twitter at next level D1. See his final work at TexasFootball.com slash recruiting. And of course, this segment, let me cheer pickle up. Yeah. This segment is brought to you by our good chicken friends at Chicken Express. Chicken Express, it always makes our producer smile. That's a hundred percent true. A, that's that a is, verifiable fact. Yeah. Like we were like <laughs> last time you and I went to Chicken Express together was in on their on our way back from yeah I don't remember seven. what town it was um, oh I know and that stinks because they had the cool Chicken Express hats with the name of the you know, know. where it was the speed trap the speed yeah, trap town one of the, one of the <laughs> speed trap love you on the way back to College Station uh, but we we stopped there and uh, and I gotta tell you that was about as happy as I've ever seen pickle. It's a dreary day across the state of Texas today, and nothing will warm you up from the inside out like some Chicken Express. <laughs> this guy, he gets it. Maybe I'll get that for lunch. Turn this day around. Turn this day around. <laughs> yeah, you really can. So this week in recruiting, Greg Powers, next to the lot to get to. Our prospect on the rise, we start with, in Houston, Aleph Taylor, 2022 wide receiver, Tyler King. Um, he picked up an offer from Indiana. He is still committed to Texas Tech. Um, this is a guy that I know has offers from places like Houston, UTSA, Memphis, etc. He picked up uh, another Power Five offer from Indiana this week. 
um, big time speedster. And I imagine the reason that we're talking about Tyler King is there may be some, uh, maybe a thought that because of the coaching flux in Lubbock, that his recruiting could be more open than otherwise thought. This is one of those guys, as we compile the DCTF Rising magazine, you know, we have a chance to watch about what, uh, over 450 new mm-hmm. highlight tapes. And it's the end of the season where all these, you know, 2021 tapes are being made available. And you can see right there, 42840. 10 to 1, 100 meter speed, 20.74, 200 meter speed. Um, Tyler King could or should lay claim as to possibly being the fastest player in the state of Texas. I've got three guys who I think could be the fastest in the class of 2022 Brennan Thompson, mm-hmm. Major Everhart, mm-hmm. and Tyler King. Yeah. And his offer list to me is pretty good. You know, you see a lot of teams in here Houston UTSA is undefeated Memphis is having a really good season he's committed to Texas Tech he's going to play in the pow- at power five level at at worst right like um, FBS level at worst but he's one who I think could really take off as there are possibly whispers that he could be taking a look around and Indiana maybe could get the ball rolling on a lot of other offers um, TCU's had some recent decommitments we'll talk about that later but there are going to be some there's going to be some movement and this is the month November is the month that the colleges try to shake out their recruiting classes especially the first two weeks of November because by the third week of November, you're starting to get your signing packet, mm-hmm. and they're trying to lock down the time and plan for National Signing Day, which happens the um, just past the second week of December around state championship time in Texas. Well, they try to get everything locked in in November so that they can plan for that. When is the coach going to have his signing day conference? Um, what time are you going to send in your letter of intent so we can make the announcement and mm-hmm. get the graphic ready? There's a lot more detail put into this early signing period than there used to be five years ago. So a lot of uh, I's got to be dotted and T's have to be crossed. And I think over the next couple of weeks that Tyler King is one of those guys that could really see some, his attention spike. Watching these highlights from Tyler King, I'm struck by two things. One, so he's listed at 5'10", 160. I, I, I have to imagine if he was 5'11", 180, he might be even like he might be going nutso and everybody right. everybody in, in, in America would be after him. I think that's part of it. The other thing about him that I think is amazing is every pass that's been thrown to him has been like 45 yards down the field. It's just nothing but deep shots. Like here comes another one. Watch. Well, I mean, when Here you have comes. that type of speed, you're just running past. And I mean, he's just running past. <laughs> like, yeah, just just go routes. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, Tyler King from Alive Taylor. Uh, certainly we'll keep an eye on what's going on there. Thanks, uh, Indiana, for making that offer because this was a guy I wanted to talk about. Perfect. So the hey. timing worked out great. Good job. Good job, Hoosiers. Well done. Let's go to our commit of the week. Our commit of the week is uh, might as well be the flip of the week. Yep. The flip of the week. Katie wide receiver Nicholas Anderson. Uh, he has flipped his commitment. He's a four-star prospect, uh, number 47 in the DCTF Hot 100. He was committed from to Oregon. He is now committed to the alma mater of his older brother, Rodney, which yep. is Oklahoma. They are able to flip uh, flip the, uh, the kid from Ducks to Sooners there, up there in Norman. The number eight rated Sooners. Yes. The number eight rated Sooners. Don't give me... Uh, gotta stop. <laughs> on the flip side of what we just talked about, Tyler King, this week's recruiting notebook could be the wide receiver recruiting mm-hmm. notebook, by the way, because everybody in it is a wide receiver. Spoiler alert. Um, Anderson has the size and power to, to be that deep vertical threat consistently. And to me, his... 
emergence in the KD offense over the past few seasons has taken them from what I traditionally think of as like a power run attack. I, I know mm-hmm. that they still are a power run attack team, but he gives them a, a, a different look to me. And that's what makes the KD teams that he's played on special. He gives them a different wrinkle, a different element. You can't just stack the box all the time. You have to, you almost have to bracket him to try to slow him down. And if you do that, then that takes someone out of the box, and that makes the KD offense even more dangerous. And he has the, as you you touched on, he has the, um, the lineage. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, his brother uh, Rodney played at Oklahoma, and his other brother is um, Ryder Anderson, who's now at Indiana. Um, so he has the uh, he he knows what it takes to be successful in college. Let's say that he, you know it's it's funny because you mentioned Katie's offense, and I think you're right. the The idea is that here is a guy he he plays in an offense that is going to run the ball most of the time, and that is true. They are they are functionally. If you ask Gary Joseph, what is your offense about? They are they are running the ball. But here's the thing about him is they're still throwing the ball. And when they're throwing the ball, they're throwing the ball out of play action. And so he's getting that experience of running what it's going to be like in a in a, in a, in a more traditional quote unquote spread offense, right? In the sense that the timing routes, the understanding of, of what they're gonna be what they're gonna be, just because this is not like I hate to say it, but like if you're a wide receiver on a slot T, that's a lot harder to get some some good tape out there. Right. Instead, Nick Nicholas Anderson is a guy who certainly has good tape out there and it, it it's the kind of these are the kinds of plays that are going to translate to the next level. That route right there is a route you're gonna run a hundred thousand times in college. That's what they're that's what they're going up against. Caleb Williams is gonna like this guy i mean he is a bigger bodied long wide receiver who runs good routes and can get open in what you're seeing here in a lot of two wide receiver sets out of the i formation ou is going to spread the ball out a little bit more and he's going to have more opportunity even than he has in high school we're talking this week in recruiting with greg powers and next all athlete here on texas football today get involved in the conversation hashtag tf today let's get into our uh underclassman week underclassman week let's go to dfw uh, to Arlington Sam Houston to talk about their 2023 junior jumbo wide receiver, tight end yeah. wide receiver. You know what I mean? You, you guys know what I'm talking about. Jumbo wide receiver is a good one. It kind of, I mean, like, what is Rob Gronkowski? Yeah. Absolutely you know, right. Yeah, he's he's deemed a tight end, but he's, he's a, not tight a tight end. He's Gronk. Yeah, he's Gronk. He's a he's yeah. a jumbo. He's a, he's a jumbo wide receiver. Lafayette Kiowa is uh, he picked up an offer this week from Texas. He already has offers from places like SMU, Kansas, and Boston College. Um, just a six four one ninety. Probably want to beef him up just a little bit before he gets to the next level. But for a junior and a guy with that kind of size, that's the kind of guy that all these offenses are looking for, right? They're looking for a big dude who can run yeah and i would say just watching his 2021 tape he may be like up to 210 now mm. they did a, a little bit more uh work with him as an inline player on this year's tape which he played more of a wide receiver role as a sophomore but now he's starting to grow and you can see here on this first clip is what i'm talking about um he's a true red zone threat long arms can go up and high point the football um but what i loved about just kind of breaking down him over the last couple seasons when he was flexed out wide as a wide receiver, he is a dude who will block his A off. Mm-hmm. I mean, he really took it seriously, and I think that's what started to get him on a, a, some of these college radars early because he was bigger framed and not doesn't necessarily have 
you know, the the intangibles are close to the same for him and Nicholas Anderson, right? Six, they're both listed at 6'4", 190. Kaiway didn't have the same type of top-end speed, so he's going to bulk up and probably be more of one of these flex options that will present a lot of mismatch trouble for college defenses. And there are a lot of these guys that who are highly coveted right now in today's college game. You know, you can get that smaller, quicker slot wide receiver, but you can also go after a guy like this who is going to present um, – a mismatch body wise you know he's going to understand how to use his, his length and his size to out position linebackers and pick up uh key first downs and make plays you know around the goal line yeah it's uh a guy that uh, we're going to get to know and you know sam houston's a program i think they kind of get lost in the in the shuffle there in, in arlington isd because there's so many programs that put out big time prospects you know martin kind of first and foremost but but arlington high and lamar and and all these all these uh, places put out big time prospects maybe sam houston gets lost in the mix but but you need to know about lafayette kiowa the junior wide receiver tight end kind of jumbo wide receiver out there let's round it all out with our recruit of the week our recruit of the week is klein kane wide receiver matthew golden um we're talking about Matthew Golden because he's a very good player, and yep. he's excellent. He's a four-star, DCTF four-star, number 38 in the DCTF Hot 100. We're talking about him most notably because he has decommitted. He was committed to TCU. He's now opened his recruitment back up, and afterwards, he got offers from Texas and Minnesota. He's already got offers from places like SMU, Houston, UTSA, Arkansas, etc., Cincinnati. Um I guess this is as good of an excuse as all as any to uh, to talk about what the Gary Patterson departure at TCU is going to do to their recruiting. They've got a they've got a small but I would say pretty decent class put together right now as far as commitments are concerned. Guys like Jalen Gilbo, guys like DJ Allen, they they lose Matthew Golden. Feels like what they need. They, yeah, it it is imperative for whoever comes in to hold this thing together as best they can. Um, but certainly, losing a guy like Matthew Golden is going to hurt the TCU. One thing that you know, looking at TCU's recruiting class currently, you you mentioned some of the top guys. You know, with Jalen Gilbo and DJ Allen still on the commitment list. DJ Allen is one who said that he is still committed, but he's now looking around. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know how seriously you can. Yeah, you wonder if to say that he's committed. First drop in a rainstorm. You know, Matthew Golden was the highest rated of the bunch right there um, on the offensive side of the ball, right there with Gilbo as being the marquee defensive name, and Texas wasted little time throwing their hat in the ring for Golden, who, as a matter of fact, earned that four-star after we watched him play at the Texas State 7-on-7. I remember that. He showed his ability to, I mean, at six foot, uh, 190 pounds, this guy catches everything. I mean, anything that's in the vicinity, he is going to catch it. I think I I was sitting with you when you turned to me and you said, we're going to make him a four-star. Yeah, we did. We made him a four-star, right? Yeah, like right there, it's like, he's a (laughs) four-star. So... Uh, I love his game, you know, and, and the thing that really jumps out to me, and this is something that um, SMU fans are getting to know about Dylan Goffney last year, is I think the most overlooked thing when you break down high school film, because a lot of these players are dominant at their level, right? Mm-hmm. He's the He might be the best player in Klein. He is the best player in his city, and it jumps out on tape. But his hands are remarkable. You know, and and that will serve him well, not only transitioning to college, but if he ever has an NFL future, uh, that's something that, you know, that he has to have. You can't make drops once you get to the league. And he catches everything. 
Now, what's going to happen at TCU, that's a whole different conversation. It's really interesting looking at this class because they have guys, you know, they have about five or six guys who everybody's going to want, right? And um, it'll be interesting to see who they hire because those five or six guys that coach is going to want. But Gary Patterson and his staff at TCU took took such a, an a unique approach mm-hmm. to the recruiting process in general. You know, they recruited unlike any other team that I've ever covered. They aren't they really weren't afraid to make offers to under the radar guys or go into unique areas into Louisiana to find what they would consider hidden gems mm-hmm. and how will the new coach once he's named there uh, attack the recruiting process at TCU. I, I think that you have to be creative there. Here's a perfect I, I, the guy that I think m- recently I guess recent recent certainly a, a word um, the guy who may encapsulate that of of the way that they recruited the guy I keep going back to is L J Collier yeah L J Collier was a defensive end at Monday uh, tiny tiny two A division two two A division two uh, you know play a uh, player uh, he's now in the NFL and those were the types of guys that Gary Patterson and that staff made hay on and got to you know that, those are the guys that that ended up kind of boosting that program to the heights that it is right now and so now what are they who are they going to bring i know that the name jeff trailer is going to be kicked around um obviously what he's doing there in, in utsa i had a friend my 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 brother okay i'll just just call it my brother my brother is a tech grad uh, and so he's of course very concerned about who they're going to hire. And he asked me. He goes. He goes. Let me let me ask you something about Jeff Trailer. Is Jeff Trailer would the fa- would him going over to West Texas um, impact his ability? Is he is is his appeal regional in the sense that he's doing it in San Antonio? He's he's got of course great ties in East Texas and and, and the Houston area, et cetera, et cetera. Is his appeal regional? To which I reply, I was like, no, I think it's the entire state. I think that he's a guy who can recruit the entire state and, and do, it, do it well. But that is, I know things, a lot of people are asking about, you know, who people are going to hire. Sonny Dykes is getting name kicked around a lot. Um, I think these are guys who can recruit the whole state. It just may be different of, as far as whoever let, ends up at TCU, it's just going to be a different kind of look. <laughs> Excuse me. My goodness. I was, I was brewing for a minute. It's just going to be a different, it's just going to be different to, Whoever comes in is going to put their own stamp on TCU recruiting, and it's going to be different from what Gary Patterson did. Yeah, I, I do. I do believe that. I, I just, I'm. This is an intriguing one to me because I'm. I know that Gary Patterson has went in and got some big wins on the recruiting trail. Mm-hmm. They they've gotten some four star guys. They've gotten. I mean, Duggan was a huge national victory. Mm-hmm. This is a guy who had offers from a lot of schools, and you know he was convinced to TCU. And one thing. Um, one thing that I found out over the last few years with talking with other coaches and um, coaches on the TCU staff is something that I found to be eye-opening, and it's this. TCU kind of feels like at times in recruiting in the state of Texas that they're just another school. Mm-hmm. But national recruits and recruits from other states view them at a better level than what maybe some of the in-state programs and recruits would look at them in because they're always rated usually in the top 25 so they have a more national appeal than what we probably give them credit for from the inside looking out you know from the outside looking in a lot of these players and and schools look at them as a perennial top 25 team most years um that has a national appeal Mm -hmm. and that's why they started to take a more 
outward look to recruiting in recent years because they felt like they could go out into some of these other areas and entice some of these top recruits to come to Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. You know, they're getting the new stadium rehaul. But I, I do think, like, UTSA, which has put an investment now into making their facilities better, that TCU does have some work to do with some of their facilities for that new staff. They did do the stadium overhaul, but their locker rooms, some of their facilities, mm-hmm. if they get that investment, will help them continue to be a force in recruiting top talent to Fort Worth. A guy who is always a force in recruiting. <laughs> it's Greg Powers, the next level athlete. Follow him on Twitter, G Powers Scout. Follow next level athlete on Twitter, next level D1. See his fine work at texasfootball.com slash recruiting. Uh, you're not introducing the next segment, so I guess you can leave if you want, but, you know. You can just I'm interested to hear what he's saying about these small schools. Yeah. We're Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com, TexasFootball.com, where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. And now, a word from our friends at Hometown Ticketing. Fast scans, happy fans. Hometown Ticketing is proud to be the official digital ticketing solution of Dave Campbell's Texas football. Simplify your school's ticketing with Hometown, providing schools nationwide with the best options for digital ticketings for their events. Visit their website at hometownticketing.com to learn how they can make digital ticketing possible at your school. That's hometownticketing.com. Yesterday, our good buddy Corey Hogue, our small college insider here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football, stopped by to talk a little bit of small college football, big games this week and on the horizon. Uh, we talk a little bit of realignment. Remember, this was before like the latest news? Yeah. Uh, so, by the way, during this, while this interview is playing, and it's, what, eight minutes or so? Yeah. While that's happening, three more teams are going to change conferences, so just know that. It's just going to happen mm-hmm. inevitably. Anyway, here's our conversation with small college insider Corey Hogue here on Texas Football Today. College football season rolls on here in the state of Texas, and nobody covers small college football in the state of Texas like our own small college insider, Corey Hogue, who joins us in studio. Welcome in, buddy. It is great to finally be back in studio. It's been again. a minute. Yeah. It has been a while. It's, it's, been, it's been a second. Um, <laughs> all right. I want to talk big picture and then narrow it down. So let's talk big picture. Um, last time we were really talking in earnest about small college football uh, on this program we were talking with Texas A&M Commerce uh, you know uh, athletic director Tim McMurray who is in here celebrating their big their big announcement they're moving to the division one leaving the Lone Star Conference to move up to division one um, let's talk about the other side of that where does that leave the Lone Star Conference uh, as far as realignment is concerned it, it's all up in the air right now. No one really knows what's going to happen. We know that the WAC is still not settled now because mm-hmm. Sam Houston is reportedly moving up to Conference USA and Brett McMurphy saying by the end of the week. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even able to get confirmation on that. That stuff is really hidden right now. So that could leave the Lone Star Conference in even more flux. And, and honestly, some of the schools either need to jump on that FCS bandwagon or get off because I, I don't see the Lone Star Conference surviving this unless they change a division somewhere. The last time you and I saw each other was at Lone Star Conference Media Days, and, and we had a conversation uh, about that, about how it felt like there was there were tremors of, of change there in the Lone Star Conference, and it, it feels like you know, A&M Commerce may just be the first of a number of moves that may reshape exactly what the Lone Star Conference looks like. I mean, I hate to say it because we love our friends at the LLC, but if it exists into perpetuity at, at all. 
And it really started with Tarleton. Mm -hmm. When Tarleton left, they, they were looking and searching to see who to bring in. Uh, they didn't find anyone just yet. And so now with Commerce leaving, it's really another big uh, and then, of course, WT is being courted. MSU is being courted. Uh, there's possibilities of UTPB being courted as well. And any of these teams that stay D2 may end up having to go to, like, the RMAC. Mm -hmm. Because really the only possible expansion opportunities are down in NAI with Texas Wesleyan and Wayland Baptist and, and Sagu and some of those. And the... The desire for to be at that level, it just doesn't seem to be lined up right now. That, that to me is the biggest question, is where does the conference want to align? And, and how can they find anyone to be with them? So let's focus now, let's, let's shift the focus now to on the field, what we've seen on the field. Uh, it strikes me that at the FCS ranks, uh, as far as favorites are concerned, we thought it would be Sam Houston. They're looking the part. Yeah. Uh, Division three, we thought it would be Mary Harden, Baylor, and Harden, Simmons in some sort of order. It's been there. Division twos, where you've had a little bit of chaos, a little bit of shakeup. Uh, uh, Midwestern State uh, rising to the top. Uh, would you? So I guess my 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 question is: When you take a look at the whole landscape of small college football, is it fair to say that most of the favorites have so far lived up to their billing? They have. Sam Houston's still number one. They're rolling every week. It's almost a machine mm -hmm. what the Bearcats are doing, just every week dismantling people and taking their will away and then backing off the gas and resting mm -hmm. guys. What, what they do is just incredible. Uh, UIW this week, they have a huge – this week will determine their playoff fate. They either win the Southland to get in or they're out. Mm -hmm. And one more loss, they're out, because they've already got two losses this year. So they, and they're playing Southeastern Louisiana, they're at home. This is a must-win game for the Cardinals. Midwestern State, they win two more, that they're the champions. Yeah. And they're going to be in the regional playoffs. They, they will probably move up to, from number four where they were yesterday, up to number three, or two even possibly, hosts a, a game. But the question on that is, can they get through this week? Yeah. They've got West Texas A&M. They do not play well in Canyon. Canyon has owned the Mustangs. And then they come home and they have UT Pervia Basin. And we know there's a rivalry from Media Day really building up there. And I still hear it from both sides. Uh, that's going to be just a heck of a game to try to get through. So there's a lot of questions there. And Commerce still controls mm -hmm. it. If they beat Angelo State this weekend, they travel to Angelo. That's another playoff game. The winner still has a chance. The loser is eliminated. Although Commerce is going to have a tough time. They've got three Division II losses. That's that's hard to make the playoffs. So those are the favorites. Uh, what about the surprises? Who who are the teams that, you know, I know you spent the whole offseason thinking about these teams. It's a bit of a shorter offseason for some than others. <laughs> but w which teams have, have overachieved in your mind so far this season? I think Midwestern State. Mm -hmm. That's the number one team that has. The other one is Texas Wesleyan, mm -hmm. dropping down to NAI. Man, what they do, what Jake Prudhomme has done at that with that place. Five years. They can score. <laughs> yes. And they can play defense. Like mm -hmm. In five years, he has resurrected that program, and they are going to new heights. They're a danger. They're, they play Langston in a couple weeks. It would not surprise me to see them beat Langston. They don't have a shot at the playoffs this year because it's really hard to get into NAIA playoffs. Uh, but And then another one, Howard Payne. Mm -hmm. They, yes, okay, Bellhaven got them. Harden Simmons got them. Mary Harden Baylor will get them this week. But that's the top level of the ASC right now. And for what, what Jason Bachtel has done there to get them 
up to, and it started before him too, because mm-hmm. that that program was started on the rise. But he's taken it and just shot off into a new level. They're starting to develop some rivalries. Yeah, especially considering where they were to where they were expected to be to where they are now. I would say certainly Howard Payne. I thought I think Prairie View's been a really nice surprise. That was a team that maybe uh, from the you know from the outset we thought maybe a sleeper there in the SWAC, and now you know undefeated in SWAC play, still got some big games down the road, but but looking very good. Texas Southern too. I mean yeah. we got to give some shout out to them because they've been, I mean, God bless them, they've been really bad for a long time. Now they've you know, got Andrew Body in there and they're cooking a little bit. Well, in, in, with Prairie View, they were one of those teams I was just wasn't sure of. Mm-hmm. It, they were good. Uh, Eric Dooley's a great coach, and he's done great things with them. But in the spring, they were not as good. Mm-hmm. But it looks like that was kind of building for the fall and what they've done this year. They're the favorites. They are now the favorites to be in the SWAC title game. I, I don't. I, they've got to be the favorite to beat Alcorn. There's no yeah. reason not to. And then what Texas Southern? Texas Southern just needed a win. Yeah. That was all they needed, and they got that win. And they 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 put up 59 last week. This team is incredible. And, and what they're what Clarence? We I knew Clarence McKinney would do well. He was mm-hmm. really focusing on Houston, which mm-hmm. I think you have to at Texas Southern. But, man, it, it, that one win is all he needed, and that team, the confidence just shot up. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot for one last question, which is, right now, I want to hear your top three of who would be in the running for the small college player of the year in Texas, okay? And there's a lot. I mean, here's the thing. I know I'm putting you on the spot. This is not fair. I want to recognize <laughs> that. But I want to hear maybe a top two, top three. Who are the guys that immediately spring to mind and be like, they got to be on on that short list of, of Texas college football player of the week, a year. I, I think you got to start with Eric Schmid, mm-hmm. uh, but then Sam Houston has a, a group, Ramon Jefferson, and, and I mean, Ezra has had the greatest, but he's been injured some. Mm-hmm. Uh, goodness gracious, Cam Ward mm-hmm. at UIW, how good he has been. You drop down to Division Two, Kylan Harrison at MSU has just been so good. To go down Division Three. I don't know that there's necessarily one player at, at uh, maybe Jake Parker. Yeah. Jake Parker at times, but he's kind of been double, triple teamed yeah. in the last few weeks. Um, the, uh, the Stephen F. Austin wide receiver. who Xavier Gibson. Xavier Gibson has been Yeah, incredible. Xavier Gibson is just, he's a highlight reel every single week. He is going to put up big numbers. And another one, Jordan Barlow at Sagu. Yeah. He is just throwing that ball everywhere, and he's got a running back that's also, I mean, they put up numbers that's incredible. Keaton Dudick mm. is just insane there at Sagu. He's Corey Hogue. He's our small college insider here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Find his fine work at texasfootball.com. Corey, appreciate you stopping by, man, talking a little small college football. Yeah, thank you. I'm going to have to come back. Playoffs are starting here within one to three weeks, depending on your level. You know, the, you know where we live. I, I do. I'll find you. There he is, Corey Hogue, our buddy. Small College Insider here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football, talking all things small college football. You can find his fine work at texasfootball.com slash recruiting. Some of our some of our best content yeah. is the small college stuff. I think that's... It's completely all unique. Of, all too. of our staff... I love all of our staff members and all of our contributors equally. You're all mm-hmm. wonderful. But I think that, like, if you're... One of the things that I'm, I'm pretty proud of in the, in, the, in the last few years is I think that we've kind of become one of the few places where you can get quality coverage of small college football in mm-hmm. Texas and that's something I'm proud of and Corey's a huge massive part of that and and so if you like that kind of stuff texasfootball.com uh, go there and, and and real fast shout out to Mrs. Hogue because oh, she yeah. brought baked goods do you have any of it not yet no not yet. that was on okay. the that was on yeah. the agenda for mm-hmm. after lunch today mm-hmm. she's Alicia her 
her baking is I. Th- Ooh. Be careful. You know what? You know who's going to be mad at me when I say this? Be careful. Is Max Thompson? Oh, okay. it's Max. She's the best baker I know. Ooh, okay. She's better than Max. I also just love that like you were most worried about Max and not like well, your mother-in-law to... or something. you know my, that's my, just my, my mother, you know my grandma. My mother-in-law and my mom and are are solid mm-hmm. bakers and stuff like that. This is next level. Yeah. When you have that, it'll be great. Anyway, let's do one more thing, Miss Pickle. Dave Campbell's Texas Football has teamed up with Parker University to honor great decisions throughout the course of the Texas high school football season with Dave Campbell's Texas Football Game-Winning Decision of the Week presented by Parker University Sports and Performance Center. This week, Prosperer junior wide receiver Hunter Summers showed out in their win over Allen with 124 yards and two touchdowns. His score late in the fourth quarter ended up being the nail in the coffin as the Eagles took down Allen, ending their 72-game district winning streak. Congratulations to Prosper junior wide receiver Hunter Summers this week's Parker University Game-Winning Decision of the Week, Parker University Sports and Performance Center, and Synapse Human Performance Centers treat athletic injuries and provide sports rehabilitation to help get athletes competing as fast as possible. Learn more at synapsehpc.com. That's S-Y-N-A-P-S-E-H-P-C.com. That uh, the helmets could count as a game-winning decision too, because yeah. those helmets are sweet. <laughs> That's clean. Congratulations to Hunter Summers of Prosper. Let's go over to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts. Um, a couple of things here. One, Matt Stepp uh, had a great idea. We should have a Bake Off, the DCTF Bake Off. I feel like that would be fun. Um, do you watch British Baking Show? I don't. I know you love it though. I do. British Baking Show is excellent. It's good. It's it's very. It is very relaxing. It is, it, is a, it is a low engagement show. Do they cook desserts like we're familiar with, or do they have no. a different... Okay. <laughs> do you feel it like... It is all crap that I don't understand, but it's very relaxing. Is that like one of those shows, like I know a lot of people who watch Grey's Anatomy, they felt like, oh yeah, I could be a doctor after this, because I know, like, is that one of those things that you no. watch that show and go, uh, oh, I'm, I feel like I can bake, you I'm know? sure there are some people who feel that way. That person ain't me. me. <laughs> Whenever he said relaxing, I thought, this is the show he puts on when he wants to go to sleep. No... Uh, no. Just kind of let your mind It is. It's wander, very like, It is very it's low impact. It is not some, day it's, you're going to yeah. go watch Like it. do you ever watch um Okay, like like I know you're a big Breaking Bad guy, right? Yep. Breaking Bad is a stressful watch. Yes. Like whenever you're watching you have to be it, locked it's stressful. In. You got to be locked in, you got to be paying attention. This is a non-stressful. It's a stress-free watch. It's like these are just people baking. I'm watching people. And there's, you know, there's the normal kind of reality show drama mm-hmm. of like, "Oh no, that pie's got a soggy bottom or something like that <laughs> but like that is that's just the reality see i do I can, go ahead i throw in pawn stars you know okay pawn stars, stars. Is yeah like see, an easy watch for me but i can tell you i'm going to make it 15 to 45 minutes and i will be out, out. <laughs> it's, it's it's nyquil for see, you okay yeah. mine's like uh and i think uh my wife your wife your wife <laughs> i was gonna say do you have some breaking news for us no uh but i think that we're on the same page about this i like like real estate or uh-huh. like interior designer shows like yeah. instead of the food aspect i like going like million dollar beach house shows and i'm like oh man and then i guess i drift off into like dream world of that could be me except it's not yeah because i work in sports um i made some point <laughs> i made some point about uh house hunters international at one point mm-hmm. um House Hunters International is is like my favorite horror movie. Um, it really is because it's like people are like 
I'm an we're an unemployed newlywed couple in their in their fifties moving to Fiji, and our budget, budget is, is one point two million dollars. Yeah, and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> you people, what are you doing? A horticulturalist and a freelance writer with a budget of one point seven million dollars. <laughs> it's like I don't know. Anyway, um, the other thing we got off on a long tangent there. The other thing is. Everyone, including myself, and trying to like y'all's comments is having big uh, struggle on Facebook, being told that it's below community standards and all that stuff. If you want <laughs> First to, first of all, guys, I've thought your comments are below community standards for years. <laughs> Facebook's just catching up. <laughs> so now that the metaverse is yeah. there, um, I just want to let y'all know I will do my part to really start honing in on the YouTube comments. If yeah. we just kind of want to start migrating that way, the streams better. Like. Everything we're, that still we gonna, like. we're still gonna we're still going yeah we're still gonna broadcast on Facebook but if for 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 now if you want to comment like for example Friday mailback Friday um, if you have questions let's migrate over to try migrate over to YouTube yeah I'll I'll do my part yeah. to really start reading with that and, yeah. and interacting and Twitch on too. YouTube so yeah Twitch or YouTube but yeah to kind of let them solve this issue feel free to head on over there I'll I'll start picking up the slack there you know what you and I. Pickle, we've been on the front line. Like everyone's just now catching up to the fact that Mark Zuckerberg's a butthead. Yeah, I'm hundred percent convinced that this, like, he hacked my email. You and too. I were early adopters. On, yeah. on hating Mark Zuckerberg. The, the war on Zuck continues mm-hmm. into the metaverse now right, too. You know. He knows that you're now talking against him on his platform right now. Exactly. They're oh gonna, yeah. They're going to flag this comment as below well. Yeah, standards. he already he already hacked my email. Somehow the transitive property of him doing this, like, it's going to do it for us. <laughs> Can we, get, can we get a gif of that? You going, <laughs> oh, man, yells at cloud moment. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks to Corey Hogue for being our guest. Powers, thanks for coming in, dude. Oh, you're welcome. Can we do it again next week? Would you like to do it again next week? Let's do it. Okay. Pickle, Ye- can we do it again next week? I'm down. I'm here. Okay. Uh, for Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please get your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.